Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, before we jump into today's show, we've been getting a ton of new listeners lately, and if that's you, welcome in. As you longtime listeners know, CityCast Houston is all about connecting you with your city. We've got local news, things to do, and conversations with our most interesting residents. We're here every weekday, so we hope you make us part of your daily listening routine by subscribing wherever you're listening. All right, early election is underway for the mayoral runoff, but what are the polls saying on who the next mayor will be? Plus, you won't believe who caused $350,000 worth of damage at a car dealership. Joining me to break down those stories and more is executive producer Dina Kespa. It's Tuesday, November 28, 2023. I'm Rahil Ramzanli, and here's what Houston is talking about. Okay, Dina, I need to know, what'd you get for Cyber Monday or Black Friday? It was the holiday extravaganza, and you have to spend money on this big weekend that we just went over, but especially Cyber Monday. Did you get anything? Come on. Okay, this is going to sound so weird, but I did not buy anything because I think it's so stupid. Like, we all have so much stuff already. Like, come on, you don't need another TV. Like, I get it. If you're literally, like, waiting for this one thing to go on sale because you got a budget and you actually need it, it's not an excessive purchase, I'm all for that. But I'm in the, I've got everything I need, I don't need to be spending money right now. So I got nothing. That's good. That's that's <laughs> the right answer for me as well. Like It's funny, as adults, I saw a meme that said, I have to think so hard to tell my wife what to get for the holiday season because yes. I'm an adult who just buys whatever I need during the whole year, right? So exactly. like, what do you want, right? Like, it's so hard to figure out. But we did end up buying some stuff that we needed. We needed some furniture. So we've been eyeing it. Okay. And finally, there's a good discount. So, you know, you know me, I'm cheap. So I was like, okay, I can finally <laughs> pull the trigger on this one, feel comfortable with it. So, Fair. you know, that's what we did. But yeah, even Black Friday is not the same anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I think people are picking yeah. up on the fact that it's the not really deals on sale. really aren't that great. Yeah, there's no real deal happening. Have you seen all those videos of them exposing like Target and Walmart mm-hmm. where they show the original price because I guess the, <laughs> the workers didn't take out the original price and they just slapped on the Black Friday deal and it's only the same amount? Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> I love those. I love the expose videos. I love when during the normal time of the year, you go over there and you see the price and it's like big sale, right? And you mm-hmm. move the old price and it's just like a cent off. And you're just like, really? Exactly. Come on. Yeah. Come on, retail stores. Y'all Such can't be doing this joke. right now. Do you, know, <laughs> do you know how expensive things are? Like, come on, we need a, a real sale here. But I love those. I love it when people get exposed. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm glad you got furniture. Furniture is expensive right now. And it has been since COVID. So that I think that was a good, solid purchase. Good for you. Absolutely. That's what I needed. And, you know, the TV stuff, I'm like, oh, I don't want to buy a bigger TV right now. We don't need it. But at some point we will have to. Right. But I'll wait for next Cyber Monday, I guess, and save up for it because (laughs) TVs, you want to get a good one. Right. You don't want to get a cheap one and all that. So it can be kind of costly. Okay, let's get to our biggest stories. Dina, what do you got for us? 
So biggest story, y'all, early voting has officially started on Monday and it is heating up. You know, one thing that I noticed that people don't know is that this early voting for the runoff is not just going to cover the mayoral elections. There's a lot of other candidates on, like the city controller, uh, for example. So one thing to keep in mind as well is that it looks like the Houston Public Media poll shows that state senator John Whitmire is leading Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee by 7% right now. So that's a big jump, I feel, considering neither one could pull the 50% that led to the runoff. Yeah, it is a huge jump. And also, Dina, 22% of voters are still undecided right now. So a lot could change in this early voting period, which, by the way, runs till December 5th. And then, of course, election day for the runoff is on the 9th. So make sure you go early vote. And also, if you don't get there out on Saturday, hopefully you can make it by. Here's another quote from this story that I found fascinating that Roughly two-thirds of white voters favor Whitmire, while roughly two-thirds of black voters support Jackson Lee. But University of Houston political scientist Brandon Roddinghouse noted that black turnout in the first round of the mayoral election was down about 20% compared wow. to eight years ago. So that is big. That's huge. And also in this story, Dina, they really <laughs> went deep into it. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a lot of different early voting numbers that yeah. I was like, what? Really? Like, you asked somebody this? This is so crazy. It was kind of crazy to see how deep they went into this. And granted, this person is going to replace Mayor Turner. You know, we haven't had a new mayor in eight years. Mm-hmm. So this is huge. I, I'm honestly, I can't say which way it's going to go because I feel like it's just going to come down to literally the final votes. It's a toss up. Yeah, it really is. This is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. By the way, you brought up the Houston City Controller, former Harris County clerk Chris Hollins, who is taking on former Harris County Treasurer Orlando Sanchez. In that one, Chris Hollins has a bit of a lead. It's 36% to 25% right now, but there's still a lot of undecided voters in that one. And it really comes down to the voters getting out there and be like, oh yeah, Chris Hollins. I know that guy. I remember him. And you're voting for him or Orlando Sanchez, right? So we'll see how that one plays out as well. And there's a lot of other seats up for grabs. And you can check out the early voting numbers in the story in our show notes. Okay. My biggest story, Dina, is a story that I thought I would see. And even I missed it because I am Mr. Environment. I love going out to the beaches. And you know, I love the Gulf of Mexico and all that stuff. But there was a huge oil spill, which was one-tenth the size of the Exxon Valdez oil spill, which of course affected so much wildlife and oil production. Now, I know this isn't impacting Houston specifically, but it is our region. Mm -hmm. The U.S. Coast Guard said Monday a pipeline was shut down on November 16th after it likely discharged an estimated 1.1 million gallons of oil into the Gulf of Mexico. Oh my God. The pipeline operated by Houston-based Third Coast Infrastructure is believed to be the source of the spill, which has forced Houston-area oil companies such as Oxy, Talos, W&T Energy, all of these other companies to halt production as well. And that is ginormous because around 61,000 barrels of daily oil production have been shut in until the source of the spill can be confirmed and addressed. And we didn't even hear about this. How crazy is that, Dina? That is wild. That is so wild. I mean, one thing that I I did see is that they said, thanks to the rough waters in the Gulf of Mexico, that most of it, most of the oil appears to have been dissipated and evaporated. And they said in a press conference that 
you know, there are no reports of shoreline impacts, but still like, sure, maybe the shoreline hasn't been impacted, but you're going to tell me that there isn't this big impact on our wildlife, on the, the animals that are in the water. Yeah, especially as 1.1 million gallons. Like, I can't compare it, right? Like, I don't know how much oil that is, but that sounds like a lot, okay? I'm just going to be obvious here. Like, 1.1 million gallons just in the Gulf of Mexico. And it was just another story. Like, people are just like, oh, yeah, it's just another oil spill. That's just part of it. Ugh. It kind of sucks that that's how it's, it's now, like, we've been conditioned to just kind of get used to be it an oil spill or let's say a, a plant caught fire. We're just like, oh, that's just, you know, another another chemical plant is on fire. Well, mm-hmm. it happens. Oh, oil spill, eh, it happens. It's oh. so sad. So sad. It is so sad. Okay, we'll keep you up to date on that one as we hear more about it. But I want to do some rapid fire stories here, Dina. Keith Lee, we've been talking about him. My we man. asked Brooke for her <laughs> recommendations about like where he should go because he put out an open call. Where are we going to go, guys? Give me some spots. If you don't know Keith Lee, he's a TikTok food reviewer, former MMA fighter. He's a fascinating guy. And there is something called the Keith Lee effect, which I love. It's that anytime he reviews a restaurant positively, that restaurant is sold out. People are lining up and it really helps these mom and pop stores. So there's a really cool thing that he does, right? Mm-hmm. He's here in Houston, Dina, and he has reviewed his first two restaurants. What? Did you watch them? It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's, I just love him. He's just so himself, right? Like it's he's not honest. trying to he's be yeah. somebody else. He's not trying to be fake about it. He's just, it's just him. And like all his flaws are left in the video. I, I love him. He's just so nice and his impact can't be overstated. I just think he's doing something great. Even when he like critiques mm-hmm. a restaurant, right? Even when he gives that feedback, he's kind about it. He's like, look, this is just too much salt. And that's what he said about one of the restaurants that he went to, you know, yeah. where he's like, all I taste is salt and garlic. Like, that's it. But he's nice about it, you know? Yeah. And I, I He caught a lot of heat for the Atlanta restaurants because there was some drama behind it. But even when he had bad experiences, Dina, he was like, look, this was my experience. Don't let it stop you from going to this restaurant. This is just what I went through. And, mm-hmm. you know, here's here's how it went down. And he explained everything, which I love. Like, he's being honest about it. And some people are like, why are you giving negative reviews? Well, that's, don't that's... have bad experiences then, right? Like, yeah. treat everyone the same. Yeah. And I love that sometimes he'll even go in like incognito and like dress up in yeah. different things or not even like he wouldn't even call the order. He'd have somebody else call the order because he really yeah, wants family. it to be like authentic, 100% real. Like it's he doesn't want the restaurant to know that he's coming because come on, everybody knows who Keith Lee is. <laughs> yeah. And it, it could change the outcome of your restaurant in your future, right? Like if he gives 100%. you a great review. So the two restaurants that he reviewed were Stick Talk in Midtown, and then also uh, the Southern Spot Butter Funk Kitchen. I haven't been to either of those, so that's that's what this is about, right? Like mm-hmm. bringing more awareness to restaurants that are working, they're grinding, and we just haven't heard about them. And they did well, Dina. Both restaurants did okay. They did. I mean, yeah, decent Stick Talk. I think that was the one that got a little bit of like, it's salty and that's all right. You know, he was kind about it. But what I loved is that, and I know Antrochelle is probably jumping with joy, is that he hit up the spot in Sunnyside. Like it was a Sunnyside spot. And mm-hmm. it was a DM that he got from like the, I think it was either the owner or somebody related to the restaurant where they're like, we're a small business, family owned restaurant. And he shared that like image. So it means that he's reading his DMs. 
He didn't read mine because I told him <laughs> a few spots to go and hit up in Houston, but that's fine. Maybe he'll get to it at some point. Maybe he will. Maybe <laughs> he knows? will. But Butterfunk Kitchen got an 8.9 rating yes. and he yeah. was happy with it. The cornbread was really good. The gooey mac and cheese and the catfish was delicious. So, yep. hey, shout out to Keith Lee. And of course, he loved the wings, right? The oh, wings, yeah. if you have good wings, that changes everything at any restaurant for me as well. Same, same. So I'm glad to see him going around town. Like he made out, he made it out to Sunnyside. He's not just staying within the loop, you know? Yeah. Because there's so much to Houston outside the loop, which I love. Exactly. Okay. Speaking of outside the loop, I think I have the wildest story of the year. We have about a month left here. And I think this one might hold on to the crown. A pack of stray dogs caused over $350,000 worth of damage at a car dealership in Cyprus. G Motors reported that their cars were all damaged overnight. And they're like, what just happened? They pulled the security footage and it was a pack of stray dogs, Dina, that caused all of this damage. Can you believe this? Oh my God. First of all, nothing good comes out of Cyprus. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Cyprus is catching bullets today. What are we doing? Maybe because I'm just like anti-Cyprus, but I've never seen a good story out of Cyprus. Second of all, what the frig? How many dogs were they? I couldn't tell, but it looked to be like three to five dogs. It was a pack because the video changes so much. But these dogs started attacking these cars because supposedly there was a cat underneath them. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my, what? Like, you? Uh, come on. Now, the crazy <sighs> part of all of this is the damage has been done, right? I'm sure the insurance, they'll figure it out and all that. But the dealership can't really do anything about it. Like, they can't file a report with HPD because <laughs> authorities told them that th- this is the damages oh amount God. to a civil offense and nothing can be done because... Nobody was injured by the dogs. Only cars were. So like the dealership is just left with no solutions either. Can you believe that? Oh my God. Also, like, what are they going to do? Try to charge a bunch of dogs? Like, who's, who's going to hold them accountable? Like, where did these yeah. stray dogs come from? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess if you find who the owner previously was, or if you can trace them back to somebody, or they could be dogs that are left outside and you know, some owners are bad owners and they don't That's care if their true. dogs run amok and then come back in the morning or whatever. So, That's true. yeah, th- I mean, this is just the wildest story. $350,000 oh worth of damage. Now, my question to you is, would you buy a car that's been attacked by a pack of stray dogs? Because that's pretty cool. Hell no. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> I, I want a oh, discount, right? No. Like, hey, look, the whole bumper's missing because a pack of stray dogs attacked and I want that car. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Oh my God. You know, I have to say, and and I feel bad for saying this because I know there was a lot of damage, but I'm kind of glad it didn't happen to some like random, you know, person like a mom or a dad or somebody just like random, like in the city. And it was a dealership because it would have been so devastating for like a family to try to recover from that. Yeah, that's a good point. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Okay, my last story here in Rapid Fire, we talked about Cyber Monday and Black Friday and all that good stuff, but Wallet Hub has put out their list 
of the biggest budgets in the nation when it comes to holiday shopping, all right? So this means these areas are spending a lot of money on gifts for the holiday season and specifically Christmas. The Woodlands area came in at number 10 nationwide with a holiday budget averaging just over $3,300. Now, that is high, right? Sugarland is like, wait, 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 hold on. Hey, don't forget about us because we're averaging just over $3,200. What? Now, break this down for me. This means like a family is spending that much? Mm-hmm. A family spending that much, right? You have to think about it. these Holy are suburban moly. spots. So there's more families. You're probably right. averaging around two kids, mom, dad. So you are spending, you know, with the family in mind. And look, these are a little bit more wealthy areas in the suburbs. So, right. you know, like the average income is higher as well. So the budget's probably a little bit higher. Now, the city of Houston came in with a holiday budget of about $1,300. And it actually went up from the previous $890. So, you know, it is going up a little bit for Houston as well. Wow. I thought that, okay, that's more reasonable, you know, than spending like $3,300. That's insane. But like $1,300, I could see that, you know, especially for like a family of like five or six. And during the holidays, you want to get everybody something. That seems realistic. And add the fact that there's inflation. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. But dang. I could see the Woodlands, though, being at number 10, to be honest. Yeah, pretty high. Like, we, we know the Woodlands. That, that sounds yeah, pretty we know right. The but then you got to throw Sugarland in there, too. Like, we know Sugarland. Exactly. Sugar we know Sugarland, too. Like, I know. I, I get it. I grew up in Sugarland, so <laughs> we get it. We we're kind of spoiled out there as well. But yeah, when you account in buying gifts for neighbors, coworkers, mm-hmm. friends, family, I can see that number going pretty high. But, man, 3,300. Woo. Steep. Yeah. Hey, you know what we need to do, Dina? We need to befriend some people in the woodlands for some right? gifts. Man, that's that what I'm good. saying. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to get me some Jordans for uh, Christmas time, man. Let's go. Let's get this going. Oh, man. Okay, Dina, let's end this with a gripe, a high note. If you want it, whatever you want. This is your space. What do you got for me? So it's not a gripe per se, but it's more about a story that I want to bring awareness to. There's a family that's looking for their 36-year-old family member, a woman, who went missing in Houston. She's from California originally. Now, she was seeking some sort of mental health treatment in Houston. And from the story that I read in the Chronicle, she was on the right track. She was doing well. She was then released from this facility before Thanksgiving. And then she was set to fly home back to California. That same day, she never got on her flight. Mm. So I read that she even got to the airport, checked her bag in, but then turned around and got into a cab, which it just seems like there's so many holes in this story. It seems really bizarre and strange. And um, the woman's husband has made it to Houston and is now searching for her. And they're just kind of trying to get the word out, trying to tell everyone like, hey, if you've seen her, and we'll post the link in our show notes of the story so that people can just get a look at her picture uh, to contact authorities, to let them know. um, Because maybe she, I don't know, had another mental health uh, crisis happen during this time. Who knows what it is, but it's just important to really help this family get their loved one back. 
Yeah, it's so important. And, you know, shared on social media, put her picture out there. And there were some reports coming in earlier that she was spotted around town. So hopefully, you know, authorities can get her and get her reunited with her family. And if, you know, something else happened, you know, get her back in the treatment. And just really, the biggest thing is just hope that she's safe and she's okay and we can find her because that is terrifying, right? Like your family member just disappears. They check in and everything's good. And the last image was that of her at the airport. And then you just don't know. And it's such a scary time for them, but hopefully they can be reunited and she's safe. Yeah, I know. I mean, she's a mom of two kids. Like I can't imagine how her husband and her kids must be feeling. I really hope that she's found safe and sound and gets the help that she needs if that's what it was that led to her going missing. But I really hope that this story comes to a happy conclusion. Absolutely. Okay, mine is also not a gripe. This is more of a recommended reading. Y'all have to check out Maggie Gordon's story about walking Houston's deadliest four-mile stretch of Westheimer. So from Fondren to 610 on Westheimer, there have been so many deaths over there that it's it's crazy that nothing's being done, but there's so many factors that go into it. So Maggie just walked that four-mile stretch and recounted everything that happened from speeding, from bad crosswalk signals, from people jaywalking just because a crosswalk signals take forever to other issues. And the reason I'm bringing this up is, of course, read the story, but also like do a self-examination here because I'm guilty of this on Westheimer. And I know exactly that stretch, right? We're Me from Fondren to yeah. about 610. You see the House of Pies, you see Chachos, right. you see all these restaurants. But that's when it kind of opens up a little bit and you do start speeding. Like I've touched mm-hmm. easily in the 50s, right? Because that's the flow of the traffic. But it's a good self-examination of making sure that, you know, respect the speed limit and respect the pedestrians and bikers on the road as well, because you're in a car, you touch them and it could be over for them. And that's scary. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I know exactly that stretch. It's so sad. I I hate driving that specific stretch, to be honest, because everyone's like going crazy fast. The lights are Mm -hmm. always green. I feel like you never never hit a red light, which is why the crosswalk takes a while and people end up jaywalking. Yeah. It is really dangerous. Like I remember when I took, I did the turkey trot like back in 2017 or 2016 and they closed off that whole section of Westheimer right where like House of Pies was and you get to like Mm -hmm. run it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm running it. And that like on Westheimer. And it was so cool because it was like, whoa, like you actually see how wide it is and how spread out and why cars are speeding because it's massive. And it's like just stretches into different, like there's like little break-offs that you can go in. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense why this would be a dangerous spot when the roads are full. Yeah, and I don't think people recognize how many people live off of this section of Westheimer, right? Yes. Because you see all the shopping centers, you see all the stores and restaurants, but as you mentioned, just like one street over, you've got huge apartments. apartment complexes, yeah. you've got houses, you've got neighborhoods, exactly. and they're all moving around. So, yeah, just be safe out there and, you know, self-examination. Check yourself as well. Don't speed in those areas. Don't speed anywhere if you don't have to, please, but especially on these roads where there's so many pedestrians and bikers, we have to take care of each other. I agree. Houston has such a speeding problem. I'm sure other cities do, but I feel like we have it so bad. Like people just don't care. They're really reckless on the roads. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. All right. That's going to do it for us too. Thank you for getting this going. A lot of good stories to talk about and we, we recap some of them. And if we missed anything, please send us 
you know, your best stories that you wanted to start the week with or you want us to talk about in our show notes because this show, yes, we're the ones talking, Dina, but it's really about you, the listeners, and we've had so many new listeners, so we appreciate everyone checking us out, but be interactive with us. We've put our information in the show notes and you can reach us for anything which we love. That is why this show is so awesome. Dina, thank you so much. Thanks, Raheel. Big thanks to my executive producer, Dina Kespa, for joining me. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. Don't put that, don't use that as a blooper, please. <laughs> <laughs>